Hello, and welcome back to The Q, a name still pending with your host, Quinn or O-Nerd. Um, if you don't know me by now, you should, um, because what are you doing? Um, listening to episode number 14. Um, I think this is the same intro that I made on like episode 11 or 12, but hello. How's it going, guys? Um, we're here today. News? Not happening. Um, Monday episode? Nope, this isn't Monday. Um, this is a little, a little, uh, a little bit different. This is uh, what I want to call the super extra special extravaganza extra edition Disney plus four, five, six, you know, the ultra premium plus plus whatever, you know, special edition podcast that is only recorded on Saturdays and only uploaded on Saturdays. So you guys are hearing this on the 16th. I'm recording on the 9th. Um, Don't expect this to happen very often. Um, this is only, you know, for Saturday. And if I ever record any other episodes that are not on Mondays, they'll be on Saturdays. Just a little extra spice to your weekend. Um, so, yeah, you know, if you don't know, now you do. Uh, but today's episode is slightly special because, I mean, it's kind of like all my other episodes, really. But it's more of uh, a teaser for what's to come, you know, um, I don't know what's going to happen with the content, you know, but, uh, the idea has always been to use this idea for content, um, across multiple different people on our discord server. So we'll see if that happens again with this, but without further ado, this is the inaugural episode on Minecraft and not just Minecraft. I'll talk about nostalgia and how it's powerful. Um, but specifically this is about our Minecraft 1.18 server that will be coming up in December. <clears throat> so, without further ado, let's just get started. So, uh, you know, the whole idea of the Minecraft server has always been me and a group of friends on Discord um, wanted to play games together. And Minecraft was the game that allowed us to reset and become friends again after we were super toxic in H1Z1 and PUBG um, and any other games we were playing around that time. Um, We would play Minecraft to detox from all of that and to rekindle our friendships and time waste you know it's like the uh the waiting game for waiting for people to get on like to have a full squad we would play minecraft before um we'd do small menial little tasks we'd build like cool bases and stuff we'd all just work collectively together um technically if you want to be like exact we were doing smp before it was cool <laughs> before dream and high pixel and all that stuff those smp servers that went big i don't know really any of them i just remember the dream smp because of the story that they used but our survival multiplayer server was very collaborative. Um, the exact opposite of things like Hermitcraft, which you were a single person, which were dope uh, builds. However, they were not, you had to work by yourself. But our the whole purpose of our server was to be inclusive. Everybody on the server was allowed to play. Um, you would all work together. You could have your own little secret base and stuff, but the whole idea was to, everybody works together so that griefing isn't really a thing because if you blow up, 
your house you're blowing up you know everybody's house <laughs> and if you're destroying crops or stealing stuff you're stealing everybody's stuff so it's it's a way to cut down on griefing and make the stories more interesting because like obviously things will break down a bit more and we'll have like the month people were angry at each other about a game and so they'll faction up with other people and they'll battle each other um and settle their score in minecraft kind of thing so there were like small little in-house fighting but it was more of out of game and not in game so it was fine it was a good time it made for pretty good content i did quite a bit of videos on it on my youtube channel and i believe sydney did a few videos i know he did a lot of live streams so did uh james or wade depending on how you know him um i think it's james loves music i think is still his tag on both twitch and youtube um they did a lot of content a lot of live streams on the last server uh, which was our biggest one which is actually our first it's 116 was our first step into having um outside people of the discord joining in um, it didn't really go very well because they were high school guys that decided that stress tests testing the server was more important than being able to play on the server um, because they were mad at myself, Spencer, and Devin for having admin privileges and flying around. Um, but, you know, being the most responsible out of the entire group, me and Spencer, we are the admins of the server. We can literally have access to the server um, config files and the command line. So we can do whatever we want. We can add in whatever we want. So for us, it was, if we wanted to do it, we could. So, it does, you know, but we want to play the game as you're supposed to because that's why we have the server is because we want to play vanilla. We don't want to play in creative mode or else if we wanted to, we would just build a server to do that. So we built the server about how we wanted to play so we wouldn't abuse those rules. And the Devin's whole thing was he was the president. Well, I mean, he still is the president of the Discord. So he had admin rights to allow him to be the leader of our Discord as well as leader inside our server. Um, so if people were misbehaving, he could take care of that and have proof before he just banned them from the Discord. Because we are a relative democracy. Um, I think technically we're more of a republic. Um, and so we did make sure if we had any sort of uh, disagreements in Discord or in the game in Minecraft, that we talked about it, we held town halls, we held meetings, and we voted and we decided, um, we made sure we had evidence to prove our cases. Um, so we, we dealt with it appropriately, um, but it was really a trial run to set up the structure of future servers, which I think we did a pretty good job. I think it was really good. We only had like two or three bad actors and we held, you know, we did a really good job maintaining that and taking care of that situation respectfully. Um, and honestly, I would re-invite those guys back because they were just bored. Um, they had grinded it in like a week and did all of everything. And so there wasn't a lot of stuff for them to do other than try and break the server. So, I mean, I'm not angry that they did that because I understand their side of the point where it's like, well, we got nothing else to do. We might as well just break the server and move on kind of thing. So it wasn't a huge deal, um, but it was a good learning experience. Um, which leads us into 118, the server that we'll be releasing um, in December, because that's when the full release of the um, terrain update, I don't know exactly what it's supposed to be called, but it's adding an actual terrain and caves and goes down to 300, you know, blocks, block distance down instead of 128 or whatever it is. So hype, to say the least. Um, so we have some things to discuss about the server. 
Um, obviously, the server is PaperMC, so we can use plugins um, and anti-cheat stuff is set up and all of that, the normal stuff. You, if you are running a server for more than yourself or you and your two friends, well, even then, um, if you're doing anything outside of your own home network, you should be using Paper because it does more or less it protects you from griefers and hackers and malicious actors breaking into not just your Minecraft server, but into your actual network itself. So if you're hosting a server on your, um, you know, your home network, you want to make sure you're using paper because that'll have your best protection. And also it has the best performance, um, for Minecraft server files. So use that. Um, and I have, I have bigger plans post 118. Um, I had, had some ideas for 116, but the plugins and, um, a couple other server files there's geyser and waterfall and a couple other similar um made by the same people that made paper that are like server um chaining to allow for larger scale servers um, basically it's two different servers that are chained together so you have two different worlds that can interconnect so that not all your players on one server bogging down one core on your minecraft uh, or on your um server like base machine your cpu the processing machine itself Minecraft only uses one core and like 18 threads at max for each server. So using Waterfall or Geyser, well, Geyser allows you to uh, hook in Bedrock Edition, but using Waterfall allows you to attach multiple Java Edition servers together, paper servers together, um, and allows, literally it's, it's what uh, Hypixel uses for its mini games. Um, is all of those different mini games are a separate server and then you're just in a hub world that can connect, connect all of those <coughs> so the idea was to have multiple different servers so that you and your faction of people would be in one server and have your own um, set distance probably about uh, between a thousand and well it would be about three thousand by three thousand to allow monuments to be found at least one of them which are monuments, strongholds, things like that. Monuments, you get like three or four and three, three by three thousand by three thousand squares, um, and then you for sure get one stronghold, which is really all I want. I don't, you don't need multiple if every server is supposed to be one for one group only. So the idea was is to have a hub server that you first join in, um, and then everybody you just there. You can't do anything, but it has the rules, the support, um, the place we would go for town halls. So that nobody could break things, nobody could grief stuff. Uh, people wouldn't be able to bring their own resources into. They would come as a fresh new character every time they would enter that space. Um, and then you would have branching servers for the main Game and Chill Discord server, which would be the main group of us. We would have one, and that would be an instance where we would have all of our gear that we grinded in there. And then if you were to jump over to, say, the other group, like the other group of people that we had in our 116 server, you jump over to their group. They had their own 3,000 by 3,000 square world and their own stuff, but your inventory would carry over between those two so that we could do uh, incursions and battle against each other and raid each other kind of things, um, which, of course, we'd have set times and days to do that. It wouldn't necessarily be like, okay, we're going to schedule for you. We're going to schedule this time with these amount of people, and then we're going to go over to your base and try and steal as much stuff as you can. That's not what I mean. What I mean is that there would be in-game, in-world, there would be similar to, like, uh, larger... The larger, the Purge server, if you haven't heard about it, it was the premise of the movie Purge, where you would build throughout the week, and then, like, Friday or Saturday night, when the largest amount of people were playing and was prime time for Minecraft streaming at the time, 
that's when the purge would happen and you would just go and you would destroy whatever you could on the server. So using that similar concept and using those uh, plugins and uh, game rules, we would set up the ability to raid. You as a base would have to congregate together, get X amount of resources or uh, supplies gathered in a certain area, and then you have to set a timer for your own raid. Um, and it will be public if you go to that location. Um, yes, this is possible. This isn't just me making things up. Um, I've researched it, and it was in a very early alpha stage I was working on this. Um, but you, ha you had like a certain room like in your base that you would build. And then if you entered it, you'd be able to, uh, on the screen, it would show um, if there was an active raid or next plan raid. Um, and so you could tell as a, as an opposing force coming in, like sneaking into the base, um, you could see when the raid was going to happen and relay that back to your team or whatever. Um, however, um, if it wasn't during a raid time, you wouldn't be able to break anything or open any chests or do anything on their world. Um, you'd, you'd be in adventure mode, basically. You'd still have your gear and stuff. It wouldn't be gone, but you'd, you, so you can defend yourself. Um, but you wouldn't be able to break any blocks or open any chests. You could place blocks, um, not anything malicious like fire, TNT, lava, those types of things. Um, but you could place generic blocks like cobblestone or wood or whatever so that you could um, pillar or, uh, you know, quickly jump across water to run away from people. Um, but you could not attack unless you are attacked, um, which that was very difficult to do. And I'm pretty close to actually getting it to work with all weapon types um i really had just physical damage i wasn't able to do potions that one's really difficult to do potion damage is really hard projectile isn't as bad it's it's a different set of code i didn't really work on it because i kind of uh, sidelined the project at that point um but it is doable because that's a actionable hit and registers from one person to the other but potions don't especially because splash potions are area of effect so it doesn't retain its um caster per se. I mean, that's the best word for it. Um, so that one's harder to uh, pin down. So you could obviously just cheese that and just spam um, potion of damage and whatnot and slowness and just kill people that way without them being able to protect themselves, which is why they're allowed armor and other things like that um, so that they can have a chance of escaping um, and if they couldn't attack back. Uh, so that that was a work in progress. Most for the most part, it works. Um, potentially, that'll be able to go to 118. Um, it really just depends on how server files are set up, which I'm still working on. But, anyways, that was the idea for the server for 116. Um, however, the server it was maybe a month old, and people got tired of playing it, so I kind of sidelined any new plugin building because it was so difficult to do that. Um, and then nobody was actively playing at the time, so I didn't want to waste my time on 116 because I knew 17 was coming out, and that's when a lot of people wanted to play again. So I sidelined it. Um, I'll get back to it. We'll see what happens in 118 if that can convert well or not. But that was the general idea of the server, and it's going to be incredibly fun. Um, if I can get it to work with 118, like I said, there'll be new server files and things like that, and it'll take a little bit for Paper MC to update, uh, quite a bit longer for Waterfall, but. Uh, all things considered, it should be done by January or February. They're pretty good about it, especially because they know and they have early uh, early access to not necessarily the server files, but the client side uh, game. So they can see how things are functioning in a private world and understand how um, 
how Mojang is hosting worlds and sending those to single player games. So they shouldn't they should be able to get it out by January unless there's really big things that they're still working on. But anyways, with that being said, um, talking about doing the server and plugins and stuff like that, um, other minor things to keep people wanting to come back and not griefing the server as the only form of entertainment is the biggest one and we've already had a vote about it in the discord is daily quests and weekly slash monthly quests which these are two different plugins um the daily quests would be very uh simple tasks like collect 15 leather or mine two diamonds or craft a certain tool um or something simple like that that you can easily do or like shear a sheep x amount of times and stuff like that where you get a resource um and it's a useful resource like getting leather is very important um when you're trying to set up your uh enchanting tables so if you can get that daily quest while you're already doing that fantastic but if you get the daily quest and you're nowhere near the enchanting thing you can still use it as armor or to store it for later or to resell it and then after you already have it again you can resell it um, leather on our last two servers was a premium item because cows were really hard to come by for whatever reason so having having leather on hand was a commodity and you could sell it for quite a bit because we did have um well i was working on a vault system that allowed you to sell goods to each other and on our 115 server we actually did have a marketplace and people were actually doing pretty well with um that system uh, you know the honor system of um, these materials uh, bartering system but I'm working on an actual numeric value system like dollar bills in the command line uh, you know in the chat you can type in slash whatever and you can see your balance and stuff like that and trading that way and then having a global chest that allows you to buy things um, obviously it would be uh, nerfed it wouldn't just allow you to buy any item and have a set amount of numbers um, you have to be in the overworld, um, and then X amount of people have to, well, you have to be, it's harder to do X amount of people. Um, I'm still working on that, but you have to have the end game achievements unlocked to get those items. So like if you haven't made a pickaxe, you can't buy any pickaxe in the store. If you haven't mined a diamond or an iron ore, you can't get iron or diamond gear. Um, gold's a little bit difficult, um. Gold you can get technically, you had to get iron first, so it would be unlocked at the same time you get iron, and then diamond would unlock other things. Um, this does work. Um, I just didn't implement it in the server at the time. But setting up the vault system to do it progressively by how you are progressing, um, that way you can't bypass things. Um, you actually have to follow a linear progress bar, which that really helps people spend time playing the game. Um, instead of meta playing the game where they're battling the people in the discord instead of in-game storylines um, so having that set up allows you to decide not necessarily decide i guess um, forces you to progress how the game is supposed to progress at a vanilla level um, and not bypass things and not come in like if me and spencer have been grinding for a week we have netherite gear and then brad decides to want to play him and sam we're like oh well we want to play now um, they can't just drop in and get that stuff. Yes, me and Spencer can drop them netherite gear, but they wouldn't be able to, um, you know, resell that and then buy other high-scale things. They wouldn't be able to sell those items in the shop because they don't have 
they don't have the ability to commerce with that item. They can use the item as a gift and hand barter things. Um, but the in-game system addition um, would not let them do that. So I have checks and balances. I'm definitely writing things down and processing things correctly. I have timelines. I have um, Venn diagrams. I have spreadsheets. Um, on all of this stuff, I take <laughs> I take this very seriously. Um, I don't. I uh, you know it's been like two or th two or three years now that I've been hosting um, a consistent server. I've had a server for like six years, but really the last three years is when majority of people have been playing on it, and I've been focusing on developing plugins and doing things better on the server. Um, so I take this very seriously, and I definitely uh, verify and vet all of the changes and updates that I do to the servers. Um, I find it very fun. I actually find it more enjoyable than playing the game itself, um, <laughs> which is kind of funny to say, but uh, when you have all of the power, you don't really want to play the game anymore, if that makes sense. So having the other, the new outlet of being the creative server side admin is really fun to me. Um, so I, I play the game a lot more differently than everybody else, especially on the servers. Um, generally what I do is I play as a nomadic uh explorer so what i do is i just go around um i fill out the map we use uh din map d-y-n-m-a-p din map dynamap depending on how you want to pronounce it d-y-n-m-a-p but it's a uh, apache web hosted um live updating map that shows the end the nether the overworld any active players um that aren't obviously hidden um, and then it actually tracks you with about, uh, five or what is it? Two, two to three second delay. Um, you can't actually see the people walking around on the map, but it's about a three second delay between, between blocks being placed and the chunk updating. Um, but you do have a little character that floats around and it's pretty accurate. Um, and then that allows you to have a map. And what I do is I go around and explore that and I look for any monuments, any points of interests, um, you know, obviously the stronghold, things like that, villages, and then I sell that information. I have books. I fill out books with uh, coordinates and I sell those. That's what I do. Um, and then I collect rare items, uh, things like puffer fish, uh, quite a bit of coral when I find those. Um, I'm trying to think of other um, heart of the sea, those types of things, nautical shells, um, other chest items that you can find in dungeons and mines and stuff. Um, I don't spend time mining. I let, you know, uh, Spencer and Devin love to strip mine. It's like their favorite part of the game, I think. Uh, they like doing that and the, the netherite grind. They love doing that. So that's how I get my netherite is by finding the harder to find um, tedious jobs of getting like the nautilus shells in the heart of the seas and um, ender, um, eye of enders and things like that. I find all of that stuff for them. They find me the diamonds and the netherite and the enchanting gear and that's how we trade um so yeah i i pretty much live in my own inventory um i will say i will do a little bit of a self-reporting here i do at the beginning of almost every server um spawn in myself two shulker boxes um because i never build a base especially at the very beginning um so that is kind of uh you know you know self-report for myself there um, however, I don't use it to hide anything, you know, um, I'm very upfront about using the shulker box even before I've been in the end and I make sure that it's 
only valuable items I store in there. I don't just store junk and things like that in there. I make sure that the things that I'm carrying in there is what I'm trading with um, because I don't build a base because I don't have time to do that. I will uh, later in the game after like we do the first dragon fight, then I'll build a cool looking house because that's the next step is we found majority of the important things um, have been found. So then I will build a cool looking house um, and then move on from there. You know, I store my normal stuff in there. Obviously when my inventory starts getting too big, I'll work on a house, but I will self-report. I will be completely transparent and honest. I do spawn in one or two of them at the beginning of every game. And same thing with like one um, book and quill um, so that I can make sure I have that set. Um, but that's pretty much, yeah, that's the only things I spawn in. I don't spawn in gear. I don't spawn in health. I don't, you know, set myself to be invincible. I don't fly uh, unnecessarily. I do fly whenever um, we're meeting up for things or somebody needs my help with something. So I'll mark the location that I'm at and then I will fly to wherever they are and then I'll fly back to that location when I'm ready to continue my search. Um, so I do use that as utility. I don't use it as a way to run away from fights or things like that. So just to be transparent. And then, you know, 118 coming out is very interesting. Um, and I have a lot of other good plans and things like that. But getting back to the quests, um, the, the monthly and weekly quests will be harder things like getting a mending book or doing X amount of trades with trading people, like getting um, so many villagers to master that one would be kind of difficult to do because that's tracked by world and not by person so that'll be iffy if i can do that one but um just depends on how what i can come up with and what other suggestions i get um monthly ones will be defeating the dragon and that won't mean you have to get the achievement of killing the dragon but that just means you're in the end and the dragon is killed and you go through the portal um so there'll be a few checks that I have to do with that plugin because if you don't kill the dragon the portal is always up in the middle and then if you respawn it it disappears so i have to do a check um when you first join the the end like if you join the end and portal is active um nothing happens like you don't complete the quest but if you join the world and portal is deactivated and then reactivated then you do get the um monthly achievement because that means the dragon was murdered while you were there um which will be a bit more finicky to do if somebody dies. Um, I'm not sure how I'm going to do that for punishment. I think I will be pretty hardcore about that um, because leniency isn't a thing that code can do. Um, so that check may work if it's activated and deactivated. Um, and so if it works out that even if you're not in the end when it's reactivated and you still get the quest, we'll see what happens. I'm not sure if I can make the loophole in there or not. But those things might exist for the monthly... Um, things like killing the ender dragon, killing multiple or at least one of the uh, guardians, the underwater monument monsters, um, fighting whatever that underground creature is or anything new for 118 that's like a mini boss or in game boss will be a monthly thing or something very difficult to do like getting a couple things of netherite or completing a netherite set. Um, those would be monthly things. So that's the plan those are upfront plans that i believe will be able to be implemented into the server um the waterfall server will be iffy if that actually happens for 118 it really need i need the server to have uh longevity or else everybody finish and want to do a new server for me to implement it 
um, because I'm not going to waterfall a server that everybody's already been working on because that defeats the purpose of the server. So it'll just depend on how that goes. Um, and we might even do something where the host, the main server, the hub server will be the previously only server that we played on. And then when waterfall support comes out, that would become the hub world because of what we built and everything would be memorialized at the point where we did that switch. I don't know. We'll see what happens depending on how the in-game lore lands kind of thing. So those are just the general ideas of Minecraft. Um, and we'll see how that goes. Um, I'm actually, I'm pretty hyped on getting back into it. I've been playing, um, I can't remember exactly what the name of the mod pack. That's like a vanilla plus mod pack that I've been playing. Um, has a lot of quality life uh, stuff and making vanilla extended, I believe is another might be what it's called um but it's really fun i enjoy it um and then i know 118 is coming out soon a lot of the guys in the discord are talking about builds i'm gonna be working on and stuff so i'm pretty excited to see how that turns out um and of course we'll have our normal plugins that we've had um the sleeping the trading um a couple special secret recipes um some of that stuff will still be in there. So that'll be a good time. Um, I'm looking for Minecraft to be pretty fun. I think this season will be a lot more fun because I'm putting in a lot of work um, on the server side. So we'll see how that goes. Um, and we have a pretty good turnout of people. I think we have about 10 to 12 people that want to play. Not on a daily basis, but actually want to play and want to progress in the game. So that's going to be pretty fun. So... This has been almost 30 minutes. Um, I'm not sure exactly how long I want to make these uh, extra special Saturday editions. But uh, for now, it'll probably just end up being like a thing that I do updates on games that I'm playing or um, backstory on things that I'm very knowledgeable about. Like, obviously, Minecraft server development, um, melee mechanics, because I do play Super Smash Bros. Melee way too much. Um, and I am low tier when it comes to actual competitive players but i do know a lot about the game and i enjoy talking about the game um things like actual net admin stuff like working with vpns working on ad and how to set up users and some creative uh things that you can do with powershell in ad um and other other creative aspects of mundane things basically that i would talk about um Think of it very similar to how I made my lawn care video. I don't remember if that one came out on a Monday, but that is like the precursor to what this is, was something completely random and off the wall and mundane and everybody does it, but I want to talk about it because I'm super into it and interested in it, that kind of thing. So it's more of a topic discussion on um, hobbies instead of topic discussions on technology or buzzwords or political things. Um, not an opinion thing, but more of a um, place from the heart because I enjoy a certain topic. Maybe I don't know. There, there, there is a definite, definite um, separation. Like you can tell in this this episode that it is very different than a lot of my other episodes, um, and very similar to like my art video and my the lawn care, my lawn care gear episode. Hopefully that got portrayed, but. With that being said, I don't really have much else to talk about um, specifically in this episode because I don't want to spoil too much on the future of our 118 server. But expect within the week of it releasing to have a server out and me talking about it in the Discord going crazy. Um, because there, hopefully there'll be some good stuff. If I can get early access to server files like I did with 117, we didn't end up doing anything with it. 
But if I can get early access to 118, um, that would be hype, and then I can get um, plug-in work going um, to allow compatibility of anything, um, you know, previous being rolled into the new server. Um, and I can get all of that functionality set and good to go so that I can start working on new projects, which would be hype. But hopefully this excites you if you're in the Discord. And hopefully it excites you to uh, want to play. Um, and this is Game & Chill. This isn't my own Discord. Um, however, if you want to get in on the Minecraft server, um, I'm going to try and link the... Uh, for sure, I'm going to link the Game & Chill Patreon which on there, I'm not sure if we have the survey out for wanting to join the Minecraft server and getting your information set up. Um, I think I have a post out there that you have to pay the minimum requirement, which I think is $3 right now, to gain access. Um, and then it gives you a Google Forms to fill out, which has your Discord name and then your Minecraft username. And then if you're interested in any other special servers like um, Gmod servers or Call of Duty servers or things like that. Um, other self-hosting servers that I can do. Um, so it's a small little questionnaire to get you set up, um, and then that allows you into, I think it lets you into our Discord. I think it gives you a role to get into our Discord as well. Um, so go check that out. It's a minimum of $3 a month. The reason why I ask that kind of money is because I do dedicate many, many hours into developing the plugins that you're using. I don't sell them. I don't outsource it. I don't give them away. They're very private and important. Um, so getting a little bit funding back on that as well as I'm hosting it at home on my own device. So you have to use my bandwidth and my internet connection, which costs me about $120 a month to maintain. So using uh, your $3 helps pay for both the electricity and a portion of the bill for the internet. Um, obviously, I'm still paying. I'm paying like 80%. Um, I only have five people that are still um, paying, which thank you so much for those five people that have forgotten that they still um, pay me on Patreon every month. Um, but you guys are, uh, I appreciate it. You are still funding the server and it does, currently there is no Minecraft server running on there, but I am still developing plugins and I'm still actively working on the next server that will be coming out in the next two months. So um, if you're already there, thank you. Um, and the people that aren't there, join in and get into the Game and, Kill, Game and Chill Discord to receive information on when the update will happen and when the server will release. Um, I am opening this up to anybody because I want to, not stress test, but I want to get a larger, act, uh, you know, an active user base. Um, and more outside people to allow better faction um, and in-game po politi politics. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. In-game politics to um, develop more because, you know, the core group of the six of us, seven of us that play, we're all friends outside of the game. We all play other games together. So we're always working together at all times. There's not um, any animosity between anybody. There's not like that... Um, that side of the game isn't something that we do. So having outside sources really allows the outside people to either integrate themselves with us or else very easily do their own thing and make their own factions with the other people that are outside the main group. Um, and then adds that clear divide of this guy isn't a part of our group normally. So there's a better storyline that could happen here. He could betray us. He could be a loyal person. Um, things like that. Having the flexibility of politics with unknown people is a lot higher than the same seven of us. Um, 
which don't work in other games like Among Us or Mafia, where if you're playing the same seven people, you really understand their tells, and the game becomes less fun. Um, but with Among Us, the more you know people, the more fun it becomes because you can play off, play off of those nuances. But with Mafia and Minecraft, you can use that unknown factor to um, improve the play experience. Um, same thing with like D&D is you want to understand the five to seven people you were at the table with because the more you know about each other, the more you can progress the story how everybody wants it to go. But if you don't know the other six people at your table, it's going to be very difficult to have a cohesive, well-structured, fun game until you learn each other, if that makes any sense. So hopefully that explains the server and hypes up anybody that wants to play it. Um, like I said, I'm going to try and link at least the Patreon for it. Um, so go check those out. Hop on in. We're more than more than happy to have you into the Discord because we are looking for more people to play games with um, and interact with. Uh, you don't have to be one of the people that we know. You don't have to be from Eastern or from KZ. So wherever you're hearing this from, feel free to join in. Don't be toxic. Um, that's not what we're here for. We will ban you if you're toxic. <laughs> um, we don't have any problems with that. We've taken care of people from that before. Um, and I think we're ready for the next step of the server to do that. So both in Minecraft and the Discord itself. So with that being said, I appreciate you guys all coming here. Um, Happy, happy Saturday to you all, or whenever you're listening to it. You could obviously miss it on Saturday and end up watching it on Sunday, or even following Monday, have a double upload for you. Um, but whatever the case, I hope you're having a good one. Um, if it's the weekend, it's the weekend. <laughs> but uh, I'm excited for Minecraft. Um, it's going to be a good time. But I'll see you guys later. Bye.